Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Volume. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome in to a special edition of Snaps. Uh, today's not live, obviously, as you can... See in the chat, but then as we don't have a great pod and show planned for you, which we do, and we'll kind of continue what's been a very Aaron Murray centric week. Uh, as there's a lot of Murray connective tissue right now in the football ether. I mean, you, you listen to yesterday's episode where we dove into the Philadelphia Bulldogs as uh, the place where Aaron used to play in the NFL continues to draft the players mm-hmm. out of the college where Aaron used to play. And today, uh, something similar, how we're going to zero in a little bit more, and we're going to talk quarterbacks from this draft as a whole. As uh, during this draft, Stetson Bennett in the fourth round gets drafted to the Los Angeles Rams. Here in a second, we'll react to that. We'll talk about which rookie quarterback we think had the best overall landing spot, kind of their roads ahead. And then we have another little corn hub kernel for you at the end of the show that does stick uh, with the quarterback theme the same way that kernels get stuck in your teeth. Uh, Aaron, what's up, man? How you feeling on this Tuesday? Feeling great. Maddox is feeling a little bit better. Thank goodness there's not poop all over the walls anymore. So uh, all is well in the Murray household, thank goodness. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, you certainly hope so. As in reality, (laughs) we are recording this, and current present time Aaron Murray is on a golf course, (laughs) and he's desperately hoping that Maddox is doing better so that he's not getting guilt-tripped on said golf course. So I appreciate a bit of the uh, Schrodinger's reality bending that you attempted there, and as your friend, I hope, that uh, it is indeed the reality in which we live. Uh-huh. Now, let's go ahead and dive in. Uh, Aaron, just give me your flat reaction. That's like an awful setup for a question. Because um, I don't yeah. mean flat. I just mean your base reaction. Like like when you heard, uh, <laughs> that's a bit it's named, called to the Los Angeles Rams. What was the first thing that popped into your head? The only place I feel really good about him going, honestly. I think it was the perfect spot for Setson Bennett. And, and I, it's kind of the... 
the range where I thought he would go. I thought somewhere from the fourth through sixth round was a perfect you know spot for him to end up. Goes there in the fourth round to the Los Angeles Rams. My big worry this entire process with Stetson was his personality getting drafted in that fourth through sixth round. When we talk about the, the the backup quarterback role, the backup quarterback mentality, and being able to be humble enough to to play that role. The good thing with going to Los Angeles Rams is he knows Stafford. And I don't think there's any kind of bitterness or I want to take your job or F you old man, let the young buck come in here and, and be this new starting quarterback for Los Angeles Rams. Like he has that relationship already with I, Stafford where he's well, going to be able to come in there and work with him and help him and not feel like I'm trying to compete to take your job. So like, I think that is where I'm going to like, if he went anywhere else, I think there would have been the mentality of, I'm going to go out there to try, which makes sets and great, and which I love. I'm going to go out there and try to prove everyone that I could be a starting quarterback in the NFL, which he's still going to do, but I think in a way that is more respectful to the starting quarterback since there's that relationship that's already intact. Well, yeah, I mean, they were they were teammates, right, at Georgia? Yeah, they were teammates, they? yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, I mean, well, who's He's the been, old man? Seth has been there through the, all of us. You yeah, said I'm coming to man? take your job, old man. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just a little confused. As, okay, <laughs> hey, no. Like, the the, be, the, be, the I best message I saw, okay, the yeah, best message, the, the best tweet I saw all weekend was, you know, what is it? Los Angeles Rams go with Setson Bennett to bring in a, vet, a veteran presence yeah. to uh, help mentor Matthew Stafford. <laughs> I, like, I mean, there were there were a ton of them. There was so also uh, Aaron Rodgers, now the second oldest active quarterback in the NFL uh, after Setson Bennett's added to the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. Uh, look, the, the first thing that popped into my head, look, a couple of old washed-up champions chopping it up, okay? A couple of old bulldogs. Chopping it up. couple old Bulldogs who we know, and again, this is not me casting stones because I am firmly of this number, who we know like to party a little bit. I've had some public partying type of situations uh, in the past. Look, I I think this, um, I'm, I'm, I'm with you in that this is probably about as friendly of a landing spot as you could possibly have for all the reasons you just named. We've also seen Sean McVay literally able to like stick his hand inside of his quarterback like a marionette puppet and basically just make it work, right? Now, like, credit to Jared Goff and what Jared Goff has found in Detroit and yep. finding himself, but it was clear when he was in Los Angeles that it basically Sean McVay had a controller and was just controlling Jared Goff. So if you're someone like Stetson who um, wants to learn how to be super successful on that quarterback in the NFL level, well, having Matt Stafford and Sean McVay seems huge. Like you said, there's not a big threat there as well. Uh, I mean, here's my question, though. I just, I, I got to see it from the Rams that the Rams got, I, I, I got to see the Rams prove to me that they still care. Because yeah. ever since they won that World Series, you know, Aaron Donald's been talking about retiring. McVay was talking about retiring. Stafford spent last year kind of hurt, and he definitely has to feel like he proved himself right. He's like, look, I did it, you know. I went through all that losing to Detroit. I got the Super Bowl. Like, I have nothing left to prove. So, on paper, it looks like a very good situation. But I wonder... Is Aaron Donald going to be there much longer? Will Sean McVay be there much longer? Will Matt Stafford? And if those guys go out, does whatever new regime comes in, like Stetson as much as uh, this current one? Well, that's that's always a problem. I mean, yes, anytime there's new coaches and new GMs, there's or whatever position comes in, there's going to be a cleaning of house. And you kind of hope that, you know, there's some sort of equity built into you that you know you can keep your job but i think right now he is in a safe spot mcveigh is from the state of georgia grew up in atlanta you i don't know did you play against mcveigh at all in, in high uh, so no 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 uh but interestingly 
uh, as a young lad, I was thinking about transferring from Greater Atlanta Christian School to Marist High School, which is where McVeigh went. And yeah. uh, I went, it was in eighth grade, I went to go watch this Marist scrimmage to get an idea. And I took like the entrance exam to the school and stuff. And uh, lo and behold, Sean McVeigh was the tiny little white dude running option yeah. quarterback out there. So Hell I never yeah. played against him, but I unwittingly saw Sean McVeigh play football. But then, you know, I'm so popular. I ended up winning like Mr. Spartan for my junior high, and I had to stay because all my friends and everything. So I did not end up leaving sense. to go play with McVeigh. But I was very close. Could have been very close yeah. to him. Well, uh, I, he does have a sen- he does have a sense of spot in in his heart for Georgia quarterbacks or Georgia players. True. Uh, besides me, because he cut me. Um, so I did play for the Rams for all about a month. So <laughs> uh, he gave you the chance, did uh, yeah. you? Chance, you know, he allowed me to do my cross country drive from from Los Angeles well, to uh, to Atlanta. Um, did you so pick anything up from McVeigh in that month? Like, did you get any insight yeah. into what he does with quarterbacks and and how he's able to make them successful? No, not a ton, not a ton. Just things that I've heard yeah. talking with Stafford and other ones. I mean, he's, I think it's playbook wise, you know, how, how he's able to scheme up defenses, like all those coaches that were a part of that tree that we see kind of sprinkled all over the NFL right now, the way they're schematically able to set things up. It's just, it's some of the, it's, it's like that new evolution of offense that yeah. is, is taking the NFL by storm. So, you know, I think that's part of it. You know, they've had great weapons. They've had a great football team for the past few years. Obviously injuries kind of hurt them a little bit last year, but um, I think it is, I think it's a great spot for, for Stetson. And I do think this is the spot. If all does stay intact, if Ms. McVay stays intact, if, if Stafford does decide to play for another two, three, four years, it's not like Stafford's old. Stafford's 34, 35 years old. So hey, he's used to got be some old. Juice in the I mean, he's gotten hurt he a lot to too, be, though. Yeah. But say even if Stafford does play another three years, I think that's what you want for 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 Stetson. The only issue is Stetson then would be like what twenty nine years old. What? Yeah, what the so fuck are you talking problem. about? You want Stetson to sit an entire rookie contract to get this first start at thirty yeah. years old? Yeah, I do. Uh, no, I do. Dude. Here, here's my question. No, Stetson's. Tw- I feel like you get Stetson because you think if he has to go in as a backup, he won't crap down his leg. Because he has proven that, like no, the moment is not going to be too be be too big for him. Like I don't know that he'll ever have. And the he runs a similar offense yeah. of a Stafford, but like you you know that if nothing else, if Stafford's going to get hurt, like Stetson probably gives you a pretty good chance of winning here in year one. Uh, yeah. I would ask you this, Aaron, when you've watched Stetson so much, uh, and then maybe we'll move on after this. But physically, mentally, is he capable of running this offenses? What are the biggest hangups? To him being able to run, uh, like you said, this new age Sean McVay uh, ahead of the curve sort of scheme. Well, first off, McVay is not afraid of of shorter quarterbacks. You know, he, they had John Wolford on on the roster for the past couple of years, and Wolford, former quarterback at Wake Forest, is probably 5'10", 190 pounds. So you know, Setson's bigger. Setson has a bigger arm. So he's not afraid to get a guy that's a little bit undersized, a guy that maybe doesn't have the rocket arm like his starting quarterback and Staff and Stafford does. I think the thing that gives me confidence is one, Stetson is a very skilled quarterback. Stetson does have a really good arm. Stetson is athletic. He can get in outside the pocket. He can do the, you know, the play action pass, rip his head around, you know, dissect the defense, be able to to throw layer concepts. And that's what McVay likes to do a lot. The offense of what he ran at Georgia is going to be very the terminology may be a little bit different. But the X's and O's and what he's going to be asked to do from a being understand point play action pass to right. gun concepts as well is almost identical. I mean, there really isn't a okay. difference. The only thing he's going to have to learn is just new terminology. That's it. 
Um, and I don't even know how much different the terminology is going to be for him. But I would say when you watch, how many times have you seen Stafford play action pass, seven-step drop, set up in the pocket and throw a deep corner or a deep sail yep. route or hit the flat route or launch a post route? That's all, St that's all Stetson was doing last year. It's run, 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 play action pass, take a shot down the field. Doesn't sure. have Stafford's arm, but I've said it for months now. Stetson can make every single throw in the playbook. So I think he is plug and play. If he can demonstrate to the coaching staff that I can digest the terminology, that I can make the proper checks from, from run to run, from run the pass, Mike declarations, all that, which he, he's going to get the reps. They, they don't have quarterbacks on the roster. So he's about to get a ton of reps in rookie mini camp and OTAs and, and, and fall camp. He's going to get tons of preseason reps because they're probably not going to want to play Stafford a ton. He will be ready to be yeah. starting quarterback number two. And he's in a great spot because of you brought up two T Stafford has been injured a lot of his career and he's been a warrior because he's yes, played he through a, a lot of those injuries, Absolutely. but, but he is getting older. So you would, should not be surprised if Stetson maybe is starting at some point during this rookie season. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, just like talking it out again, I think people would say the drawback is potential upside, but he probably has one of the highest floors, right? Like, I don't know that I see a world where Stetson just goes in there and looks hapless, hopeless, or overwhelmed. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Though, though, again, Stetson, like we talked about yesterday's episode with the Philadelphia Bulldogs, I do have to wonder, will we see what I call, you know, that Alabama effect where the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, and when you get them on an equal playing field, who sinks, who swims? But, you know, yep. obviously we can only see that in time. Uh, I will say this. If he does make it in L.A. and becomes a starter and does well and ends up, like, being the guy, how is is there a funnier quarterback-to-city combination in this draft than Stetson Bennett the fourth? becoming a Hollywood superstar. That would be I mean, uh, maybe like Anthony superstar. maybe like Anthony Richardson in Indianapolis would be even funny. Like Anthony Richardson doing like uh commercials for like cowboy boots and shit. But uh yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll see a second revival of the Urban Cowboy. People walking around wearing Stetsons for Stetson. Only time we will tell. Um, I got a question. Does does uh, as a Bulldog <laughs> fan, Aaron, does Florida have bragging rights over y'all since Anthony Richardson got drafted so much higher than Stetson Bennett? Yeah, a whole hundred percent. You know, yeah, hundred percent. Right? I mean, they, they've only about to you know lose again this year and watch their rivals dominate the SEC and the ACC. But you know, they're they're, they're they got to have something. We got to give them something, T. Bob. We can't we can't have them trying to walk away from this you know, rivalry because they get scared because Georgia's been kind of run away from it. I don't want to hear Florida fans saying, hey, we don't want Georgia as one of our main rivals when we expand and kind of change up what the, the scheduling looks like. So are you throw them a bone every now and then. Are they saying that? Is that out there in the universe? Are no, Florida fans? Okay, that. I was about to say, get the hell out of here. I don't know that. All right, well, let's get into rookie quarterbacks then. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products 
are pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bowl flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Um, <clears throat> obviously, you had Bryce Young going one overall, landing in Carolina. Yep. CJ Stroud, two overall, going to Houston. Anthony Richardson at four. Um, Will Levis ends up going right at the beginning of round two to Tennessee. We talk about Stetson to Los Angeles. Uh, where did Hendon end up going? Um, I forgot to write to that Lions one down. With take number 68. Okay, so let's look at those guys. Who do we think uh, – well, two questions. First, who will be the best out of that bunch? Out of the second tier, or are you talking about the entire? Well, no, actually, you know what? No, 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 no. Here, here's how I want to do it because I think out, these, right? I think these questions are actually intertwined. Uh, who will be best? But maybe like because who do you think landed in the best environment? Right? Because there like we said, I love the fit of Stetson in LA with the context of yep. Stafford and McVeigh. Um, I think we talked about it before the draft, but. Anybody going to Carolina was going to feel like you're in a pretty good spot. You got Frank Reich there, off to mind, guys who is uh, uh, good at training up quarterbacks. Obviously, last year you went 7-10 and 10 and you didn't really like your roster. You put up a lot of investment in that roster. You improved the offensive weapons significantly. You use your draft capital mm-hmm. in a nice way. Um, you feel like that's a pretty good spot. Indianapolis, great offensive line. Steichen has been a quarterback wizard as of recent. They get the freaking Richardson. I got to say, it's kind of weird, Aaron, when I answer this question, we can argue about which of all these good spots are best because even like Tennessee and Levis, that's a very – not Levis, that's my number one spot. But that's a winning team. But but, – 
but like all these are pretty good. I feel for CJ Stroud, like Houston feels like the odd man out here. Every other landing spot feels terribly young quarterback friendly. And then here's Houston, uh, a franchise has been completely dysfunctional that has a defensive minded head coach, not a lot of great leadership. When you look at all the rumors thrown about Nick Casario's job and whatnot, uh, yeah, do the Houston Texans ruin C.J. Stroud? Well, if anyone's going to ruin anyone, you would say it's C.J. Stroud going to Houston. Just there, there's not a great history there. I mean, Deshaun had his time, but obviously Deshaun's not there anymore. So it's like, you know, who have you built for a long period of time to be a, a full-on 10-plus-year franchise quarterback? It just hasn't been there. I know they're the newest of all the franchises, so there's not like a long history there or anything. But still, like that was the last place for me if you looked at all the teams that – you know, we named the teams, the top five teams that were going to draft the quarterback first. That we knew Panthers, Texans, Colts, and the Titans, or at least four. Like those four teams were going to definitely draft the quarterback at some yeah. point. Texans were the last place that I would have won the, to go to in that order. I will say this: the best, I will say the best value, and, I'll, and and also parlay with with where I feel really good about this kid is the Tennessee getting Will Levis at the beginning of the second round. I know there was all the hype all you know day one and then into day two about. You know, should Levis have dropped? Should he have not? Levis went where he should have gone. He should have been a late first round, early second round pick. We laid it out last week, right before the draft on Thursday, of why that should have happened. So, like, no one should have been surprised by it, but everyone was because obviously all the rumors and everything was going on on Reddit. So, to get Will Levis and his skill set in the second round, I think is an incredible, incredible, incredible value for the Tennessee Titans. It does take some pressure off him because there isn't a sense of, you're going to yep. be our guy. You have an established quarterback right now in, in, in Tannehill. Love him, hate him, whatever he is. He's going to be the starting quarterback next season. And you're in a spot right now, if anything does happen or he doesn't perform well, maybe you're the starter, maybe not. Obviously, they drafted a quarterback last year in the third round. We'll see if, you know, obviously they, they don't love him because they drafted a quarterback here in the, the start of the second round. So you're going to give every opportunity yeah. to be the second quarterback. So... I think that's a great value for Will. I think it's a great value for the Tennessee Titans. When it comes to the top three guys, I think Bryce, I think you said it, Bryce is in an incredible spot. It is rare, it is very rare to be going to the first team in the NFL draft that isn't the worst team in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, that went 7-10. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, they were in a pretty bad – the NFC South was awful last year. So, like, let's, sure. we can take that into account. They were in a, one of the, the weaker divisions in all of the NFL – but still, it's it's a it's a good franchise that has had success at the quarterback spot. You're with a very quarterback friendly offense and, and offensive staff, and they did go out there and get some weapons to 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 put around you. So I think he's in a great spot to day one, be the starter, go out there have success. I think Anthony's in a good spot where, you know, it's a good franchise. You do have a, co- a quarterback coach that is that is or a head coach that is. Made toward a quarterback that is built very similar to you with a lot of similar skill sets. A lot of people are saying what well, I'll say too that he's you know the 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 an even better potential version of that, which is very exciting for everyone. But I I I I just feel like he may be thrust into a position to have to start year one because Good. of the depth of the quarterback position at, at Indianapolis, where that Good. is my is my only worry. I, I want it for him because I want him to play and I want him to make mistakes. But I'm also worried of what the fan reaction is going to be if he does play year one and he doesn't have success. What well, what do they say but, and how that affects him? But you you can appreciate a bit of the irony here, though, right? 
because the conversation surrounding Anthony Richardson, he hasn't played enough. I want him to play more, but I don't want him to play more yet. Like maybe, maybe play more later on. Like fuck no, dude. It's time to get he your needs nose to pay Manning buddy. here. It, yes, exactly. That's he, what I was about to bring pay up. Manning the very here. famous Peyton yep. Manning three and thirteen. Those like seven thousand interceptions, and that's not yep. to say that somebody is going to be Peyton Manning, but they believed Manning was a you know. Hall of Fame unicorn type of guy. He's going to be the guy. Throw him in the fire. Let him take his punches. Bloody up his nose. Learn those. Josh Allen had the same thing happen to him early on in his career. Like, yes, it's time to stop trying to stop Anthony Richardson from playing football. Like, unless he physically is and mentally is incapable of going out there and just like running an offense and just like like having to actually function, which we have no reason to believe. Like we have no really, all the mental testing, the meetings, everything uh, physically. We all know like he he should be fine in that regard. As we talk about, yeah. you can also just make up packages for him. Look at Justin Fields. Justin Fields didn't throw the ball at all last year. He still had a pretty frisky yeah. years in some ways, right? No, I want Anthony Richardson playing from the Colts from day one. Maybe yes. it's Gardner Minshew for a couple of weeks. But ideally, you just throw uh, throw Richardson into the fire. And then, like I said, I think Bryce Young, I think you draft Bryce Young fully with the expectation that he's going to be your day one starter. And it's not even necessarily fair to Bryce, but it's how Bryce has carried himself. He's always just been super ahead of the curve. Uh, I want to go back to Levis for a minute because is it really a commentary on Malik Willis that they drafted Levis? Or is it like, you know, we're not fully, maybe, you know, we, we just don't think like Willis is for sure a surefire franchise guy. And here we have the guy that everybody said was the fourth best quarterback. And all of a sudden he's sitting here in round two and we can easily go get him. Like it does represent such great value. I'm not saying they're not linked at all. Because yep. if you just were head over heels with Willis, like I guess Atlanta seems to be with Desmond Ritter, then maybe you don't touch him. But it almost feels like you're forced to take Levis uh, with where he was currently sitting in the draft. Yeah. Um, I will say this with Mike Vrabel is this is how usually the NFL goes. And I have to look into this a little bit more. This just came to my mind as we're talking about this. Um, so maybe I'll give you a better update tomorrow, but usually how it goes is offensive minded head coaches like to have three quarterbacks on the roster. They do. They just like quarterbacks. So they're, 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 they're used to having more minds in the meeting room. Defensive coaches. Gotta have Tom Savage in there. I feel like Tom Savage was on like 7,000 different teams. Hell yeah. Um, and defensive-minded head coaches would rather use that third quarterback spot for someone else, whether it's a special team guy or defensive guy. Just It's how the rosters are broken up. So that's like, you know, if you're a backup quarterback that's kind of fighting, you try to go to a place that, you know, is an offensive-minded head coach to give yourself a better chance to make the roster. Mike Vrabel's a defensive guy. Probably wants to only have two quarterbacks on the roster. So that, to me, gives me the feeling of, you know, I'm drafting him because I want him to be my number two. And, you know, maybe we cut Malik, put Malik on practice squad or someone else picks him up. So there's two things to that one, obviously they were hurt a lot by injuries last year. So they needed quarterback. So maybe he is a little bit worried of, of the injury bug. And that's why he is getting a third one. But like I said, generally defensive minded head coaches just want to, they don't think there's any need for a third head coach. I'm not going to waste a roster spot for a guy that doesn't even dress out. Let's not forget, you're not going to dress out three quarterbacks. No. You're only dressing out two. Yeah. So are you drafting a kid in the second round to not dress him out on Sundays? Probably not. Well, okay, so that, so, that, so he said, uh, Vrabel did, that Tannehill will be the starter and that entering camp. Yeah. Um, 
Malik Willis would be the primary backup, obviously, right? That's what you say at the time, just because you yep. want to, you know, uh, give credit to those who have already been on the roster. Um, I wonder, though, how committed are you to Will Levis, being that he's a second and not a first round pick? I mean, we're talking about a second versus a third in Levis and Willis. Oh, like, yeah. is this a legitimate competition where if Willis objectively performs better, he wins that job? Or does Levis have the thumb put on the scale for him because he was a slightly higher pick? No, 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 no. It, it, it's best man will win. Best man will be the backup quarterback to Ryan Tannehill. I, I, I don't think he's in a, in trouble of getting cut. I think then at that point you are going to have to keep three quarterbacks on the roster because you're not going to obviously release Will Levis and have someone else scoop him up. Like you, you put some capital onto him. But if Malik is just head and, and shoulders better than Will Levis, and he was a third round pick last year, yeah, you're going to make him the backup. And and you know you're going to have like I said, you you had issues last year with injuries at the quarterback position. You have a third quarterback who obviously doesn't dress out on Sundays, but if something does happen to Tannehill or Tannehill does play bad, maybe you give Malik another opportunity, you move Will up. It's like there is some flexibility there, but I I, I I still believe as of today, I know they're saying Malik is going to get the, the starting spot at the number two. Yeah, They would love more than anything Will Levis to take that. I guarantee you they are hoping by drafting him at number two and not really loving Malik last year, that you're not going to waste a number two or second round pick, especially that early in the second round, on a quarterback if you don't want him to be your backup. Yeah, no, I mean, look, ideally they want him to be the franchise guy, right? Like they're still hoping yeah. in a perfect world yes. that he is yes. the franchise guy that everybody thought 100%. he kind of was and that they just got lucky and that he just happened to fall through you know, that odd alchemical mixture of draft day decisions that always make unexpected things end up happening. So if we ranked the spots, you think Levis is actually in the top spot. Then, and this is a look, look, Brum, this is a good little graphic. If y'all want to do this, Levis well, in the top spot. We're best ranking up like who's best in the landing. best position. Best, best landing spot, best environment. Yes. Rank I, think, I think Will won. Okay. Will won. Bryce two. Yep. Uh, Stetson three. Oh, Anthony Richardson four. Yeah, Head and Hooker five. Yeah, CJ Stroud six. There you go. There's your chart, bro. Make it happen. Uh, okay, we'll close mm. out today's show. I like that, dude. This, the the Ohio State fans. You're like, what's wrong? Nothing against Whatever. CJ. We just hey, everyone knows. Hey, fuck eyes. How about you have a quarterback do something in the NFL? Okay, then talk to us. Don't do anything. Great college QBs. Don't do anything in the league. Um, okay, it's time as the resident uh, main college football podcast, Southern Center for All Nebraska Football News. Uh, Corn Hub is back with some more kernels. And keeping with today's quarterback theme, Aaron, I know you're very excited to hear this, but it appears that Georgia Tech, uh, your arch rival, I guess, or whatever. Pfft. So you're trying to gaslight me a bit more, bitch. Um, your arch rival, Jeff Sims, has transferred from Georgia Tech to Nebraska, which we knew, and it appears he has won the starting job coming out of spring. Why do we know this? Because Casey Thompson is transferring once again. What a weird career for Casey Thompson. He started a whole yeah. year in Texas in which he threw for 30 touchdowns, only then transferred to Nebraska, where he starts an entire year. And now he's transferred again as a graduate transfer. Probably the only player I've ever heard of starting an entire season at quarterback and transferring. You know where he's going? After the season. You know where he needs to go? No. He needs to go to Auburn. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, that actually 
I love Robbie Ashford, but that does actually make a lot of sense. Yeah. I think you should. Uh, but what do you think, dude? Jeff Sims. I mean, you, you're always like talking about how much you watch Georgia Tech and how that's like such a big rivalry. Why do I ever say I what watch is, a lot is, of Georgia Tech? Why I watch, watch the film? Georgia you always talk, exactly. So you're saying it's not a rivalry. Thank you. That's what I've been trying to get at for no, months. No, it's not a rivalry. It is a rivalry. What do you think? It is a rivalry. Oh, wow. It's just dude. low on the list of rivalries. It's the only rivalry where I actually have a trophy right there. Talk. This little guy next to the helmet. That there's a trophy given out, so there's only trophies given out for rivalry games, T. Bob. So. No one can see yes. your helmet on the tight shot. You realize? That. Oh yeah, never mind. I'm, I was looking at the other shot. Can we do a wide one? Is Jeff Sims good? <laughs> the Colonels want to know. We got to know the yes, boys. Jeff Sims is good. Yes, yes. Jeff Sims is, is good. Yes. Watch the it's film, lead you guys boys. To a great five and seven year, baby. Look, that there's another graphic idea, bro. There's there another graphic idea. Give me a Photoshop or a spring picture of Jeff Sims, and it'll be, quote, Jeff Sims is good with Aaron Murray's name underneath it. Mm. Chef's kiss. Perfect. Mm. Hey, everybody out there, we hope you enjoyed today's episode of Snaps. Huge thank you to the volume uh, at the volume, or, uh, well, youtube.com slash the volume. If you want to find, find videos, live stream, like it share with your friends wherever you listen to podcasts please 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 rate review that helps us grow the show we love you and we'll be back wednesday oh sorry thank you to ryan brumley paul farrington adam gracia pat gunner danny cardenas we love you all very much and we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of snaps With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.